Welcome back to The Blast Podcast, a show where we believe movies can be more than just movies. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Ty and I started this pod in kind of connection to an app that we're working on developing, and that app is devoted to sharing the uh, experiences we have going to movie theaters. And we thought, what better way to kick off season two of this podcast than with sharing our top 10 favorite movie theater experiences of all time. Ty, before we start reminiscing, do you want to kick us off with what you've watched this week? Absolutely. You know me. It's a short and sweet week. So I went home for the weekend um, for Mother's Day. And typical Patterson tradition, we like to go see a movie. And of course, it's always a movie I've seen at least a couple days beforehand. So it's always fresh. Just so happened to be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 again. I'm so sorry for you. No, it, it wasn't so bad. It's what happens for me is I don't mind revisiting a movie I'm I'm not in love with, but I I start to get uncomfortable or worry about the people I go and see it with. Like I'm afraid my family isn't gonna like it, and residual damage they're gonna be upset with me for taking them to a movie. They always it always seems like it, it falls on my shoulders if a movie's bad. So super anxious, but I think the family liked it didn't love it i think we all shared similar criticism so it worked out okay yeah nice not bad only other watch was sin city and this one was an interesting experience i wouldn't say the theater experience was perfect but had a charm to it i was telling you beforehand i found a a small one screen theater on a whim um in wauwatosa about 10 minutes from from my place it was a weird experience, but cool. Theater was pretty big, pretty nice, and they strictly show old movies. All of the trailers beforehand were like Criterion Collection trailers. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was a cool vibe going in. Uh, as far as the movie goes, I think this was a really cool movie to see in the theaters. It's it's obviously got this weird graphic novel aesthetic to it, and I yeah. think that works on the big screen with big speakers and stuff colors were popping i'm not sure i loved the movie it was just kind of a vibe check for me like i I had a good time went home yeah fair enough you had talked about uh wanting to go see this movie this week and so i i ended up watching it as well and i was a little concerned uh that it was going to be like one of your favorites because there's a lot of i don't know i i guess interesting takes on women in that movie um Uh, yeah it (laughs) It doesn't age very well. There were a couple times where I I had to cringe a bit. Yeah. Early 2000s, you kind of you kind of forget about that kind of stuff. Definitely. Um but then I saw you rated it 3 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I rated it the exact same, so I'm All glad is we're good. in agreement. Yeah. We'll be okay. All right, those are your two for the week. Yeah, I did my job. Hit me with your 25 that you saw. <laughs> So, I think it's only eight this week. Um, The first one, right after we finished shooting our last pod, I went over to my buddy's house because he wanted to watch the Lakers-Golden State game. And when I got there, he was like, all right, uh, and we're we're just chilling for a while, and then the game ends, and he's like, yo, you want to watch a movie? And it was only 11.30, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And... I'm like, do you, do you got anything in mind? And he goes, yeah, let's watch La La Land. What a horrible, horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I 
this whole time I'm just like prepping up, like ready to cry <laughs> for the entire ending. And oh my god, I just what a what a way to start your your week, you know? Are you doing okay? I mean, that movie never manages to just leave me doing just fine. I'm always numb or crushed. You know, me and Seb's theme is uh, has been listened to quite a bit <laughs> lately. But oh, that's scary. It's good. It's good. I loved it. So about a week ago, I was at the gym, just dialed in, listening to my typical Rocky like training montage music. And oh, no. Steve, on a whim, sends me a a glimpse of us with La La Land mashup. <laughs> and I'm just ripping lat pull downs to, you know, just literally the saddest thing I've heard in a couple months. Oh, God. Unlimited fuel. But that drive home from the gym was not fun. Yeah, I felt so bad. I sent that as like, uh, in case you need some extra motivation. And then you texted me. I was going to take it easy, but I guess not. I... I emptied the chamber, emptied the clip, one would say. God. All right. Um, next up, I continued my like kind of mission of watching all of John Carpenter's movies, and I watched Prince of Darkness, which was a really weird one. Uh, I think it's one of his more fascinating ideas, but it, it felt boring at times. Uh, this was one of the only Carpenter films that I felt like kind of really dragged in the middle quite a bit. Okay. I know that you're kind of a carpenter truther. Where does this stand for you? Towards the bottom? Uh, I think more towards the middle. Um, in case you don't know, it's about basically these scientists and this priest played by Donald Pleasance, of course. Finds, <laughs> Your boy. Yeah, my boy. They find this uh, like huge tube that's filled with this slime that turns out to be the devil and then like the slime starts possessing people it's really weird um, but i loved it i've been watching all these with my dad and he's just really enjoyed going back to the 70s and reliving his glory days so when you revisit these movies does he take you down memory line memory lane of seeing these movies for the first time of what it's oh, like he to can look- hardly remember them <laughs> he can hardly remember them but uh he just remembers having a good time oh, you know that's good enough i guess yeah cool um then i watched sin city of course which we already talked about and then i watched another john carpenter which is someone's watching me and this was i think his maybe his directorial debut it was a made for tv movie um and it was basically just girl moves into high-rise apartment and somebody's been looking in her window you know okay uh, I I did really enjoy it though. I thought it was fun, and it yeah, it, it was just a nice hour and a half long flick. So you know, I'm I'm a huge The Thing guy. I like the original Halloween. I don't love it. When you go on this Carpenter gauntlet, I challenge you to flag the ones that would check my box, if you will, because okay, you know I I think that gives me a better gauge of the ones I need to check out. I think you're you're starting to understand my archetype of movies, so I'm curious which ones uh, you think I'd be all in on. Will do. I'm I'm curating like a John Carpenter ranked list, but uh, I I can't wait to just force you to watch them all and do a pot on it one day. I can't wait. Uh, Like emailing my boss, hey, sorry, I'm taking a few days off. Steve Watts is making me watch 47 movies in two days. (laughs) 
it's 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 a long filmography i will say um then after that i actually watched a short film from netflix that i hadn't caught before and morgan recommended this to me it's called if anything happens i love you it was a very well animated film i have some issues with the content um it focuses on the parents of a child who was killed in a school shooting kind of trying to move on and find happiness again and i wasn't a huge fan of the way the story played out and some of the music choices in the film but in general it was i'm I'm glad i watched it and i would recommend you check it out if you have like 10 minutes interesting i saw you gave it a, a two out of five i was gonna check it out but that scared me away so ah, that's a shame i i still recommended it to jake so okay I'll give it a watch. That's something I have time for. Awesome. Uh, then next up, back to Carpenter. I watched The Village of the Damned, which is <laughs> probably my second to least favorite of his work that uh, I've seen uh-oh. so far. Uh-oh. I, I really did not like Starman. And second to least favorite, I still gave this like a 6 out of 10. But <laughs> it, it <laughs> this was one of his last. It starred your boy, Chris Reeve. No way. Yeah, um, this was his second to last movie before he was paralyzed, so it was kind of cool to see a a late Chris Reeve, but um, it also had Mark Hamill as a priest. No (laughs) shot, dude. Double whammy. Yeah, all-star cast, yeah, Um, but it's basically about like this whole town passes out for five minutes and then all the women wake up pregnant and it's weird and they birth aliens and uh, i don't know i've it heard was, i've heard of this one this is yeah, it was interesting it, it was a remake it it was kind of too far out there for me um then i watched funny games which is a it, it's i i think i described it to a couple people as the strangers meets ferris bueller Okay. <laughs> I actually think you'd really like it. Um, there's like fourth wall breaking. There's like this point where uh, the main antagonist turns to the camera and he's like, well, like, should we let him live? Like, you're rooting for him, right? Like, what do you think? Okay. <laughs> and we're like, oh, oh, geez, this guy's messed up. Um, but generally a very good watch. It was very tense the whole time and it was right up my alley, obviously. Okay. Good to know. I think I can put that on my docket. And then it was also, interestingly enough, I kind of want to revisit this because I watched the original version, which is a foreign language film. I want to say it's in French, um, but the same director remade it in English mm. with Naomi Watts as the lead. <laughs> oh, no way. Doesn't she, yeah. Didn't she do another a remake of a foreign horror movie? Ring. Okay, yeah. that's what it is. So. Thank you. Um, and then the last movie I watched is one that I, that you actually texted me about. This is one of the most visually interesting movies I've ever seen in my life. And one of the, one of the weirdest stories, I think it's, it's house. It's a, I think 1977, uh, Japanese horror film. And it was very absurd. Was it scary? Uh, I don't think so. I think that some of the images might have been scary back then. But when you revisit the 70s effects of a girl being eaten by a piano, it's a little less uh, impactful today. (laughs) Okay, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, um, but it is nonetheless very funny. And 
I actually really liked the message. Uh, the director had grown up. I, I can't remember if it, it, he either grew up in Hiroshima or Nagasaki and the film's kind of a commentary on how World War II affected like Japanese families and um, moving on from kind of the loss of people that you loved going into that war. Okay, cool. It's funny when it comes to dated horror. I have a very short list of ones that can scare me. Have you ever seen Eyes Without a Face? I have not, and I've been meaning to check it out forever because I know it's a Criterion, right? Yeah, I have it. Put it on. Yeah, put it on your list. I'm. There are. There are a couple creepy elements. I mean, obviously, I think similar to House, there will be moments that won't scare you or us. But I can yeah. see why it was petrifying in the '60s. It's a it's a Fair good wa- it's a good watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll, uh, it's it's on the watch list, but I will move it up on the docket. Um, that's my week, though. That's that's my eight movies. And are you ready to jump into our top ten theater experiences? I think for this one, we should just kind of pass it back and forth. Go honorable mentions, honorable mentions, and ten, ten, nine, nine. What do you think? Let's get down to business. I am so excited to do this one. You know, Steve mentioned at the beginning of the pod that this is you know we're developing an app that's centered around this concept of movies creating a special experience and building this list was honestly such a great time you know i for the last you know 10 plus years i've been collecting tickets in this jar and i could pry one out and tell you who i saw it with when i saw it just build the whole narrative around the experience and revisiting some of my favorites, it it was a blast. Steve. It's, <laughs> it's a portal to another time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Just blast to the past, if you will. <laughs> God. But um, with that said, I cheated a little bit. So I texted Steve last night as I was, you know, I dumped my, you know, hundreds of tickets that I have trying to create a list of 10. And I texted him. I have my list ready. It has 22 entries. I <laughs> I had a really hard time narrowing it down to 10. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. My honorable mention, I have two that I just want to briefly mention and then one that I have a really good story with. So the first two, and yes, I, I, I pulled out the tickets for this. The first one I want to mention was Sicario, uh, Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado. Now, oh, boy. Not... A great movie okay the first Sicario awesome I loved it why this experience is so special to me is because I got my dad to go with me in fact he asked me to go see it Wow. the last movie I had seen in a theater with my dad until that movie was spider-man 3 2008 <laughs> we, we went uh, we went to um, Kendall 11 and saw I saw that movie and you know, it's funny. We he got me into movies, but they were all library rentals. We never went to the theater for any of them. So, getting him not only bought into the first Sicario, but to have him ask me to go was super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Great memory. And then second honorable mention, I brought up my dad, but I wanted to give my mom a shout out too. Uh we saw a quiet place opening weekend 
and nothing like notable about the buildup for it. The two of us always seem to catch a few movies together every year, but just this movie in general was a cool experience. It was like watching a silent film. You, as an audience, were so compelled to maintain silence with the characters. Yeah. It was just a cool experience. And I I still have gripes with the teenage daughter in that movie. Oh, oh come on. Just because she's a booger? Oh, God. I just really don't like her at all. All right, well, either way. Great, great experience. Don't steal it from me. Won't. Um, and then final honorable mention, I promise. I have a good story for this. I don't have the ticket for this specific time, but I had seen the movie a couple times after it. But Spider-Man Far From Home. Let me paint the picture. So, Oh, boy. I don't love this movie anymore. But in 2019... I was the biggest MCU dork ever. Steve, you can attest to this. I was all in, you know, big Infinity War Endgame truther. I was so excited to see how they were going to have Endgame tie into the Spider-Man and have him deal with the death of Tony Stark. So I saw this before Endgame, just so you know. No shocker. Yeah, (laughs) it was. Yeah. Different time, man. I was all in on this stuff. So. Me and my buddy, Dane, we went to the midnight premiere. This is the only midnight premiere I've ever been to for any movie. What a great experience. It was uh, like at the IMAX or GDX screen at Kendall. And the movie itself, like it was a fine experience, nothing like crazy. But I just remember gasping at the final scene where... J.K. Simmons comes out as J. Jonah Jameson. Um, He's on the billboard and then reveals uh, Spider-Man's identity and it cuts to black. I, at the time, thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like, like jaw dropped. Just a great moment, great theater experience. I shit you not, I had to meet up with my new college roommate and go see it 12 hours later. So insane turnaround. Had to go and like revisit it literally within less than a day that's how number one on my list was okay cool you'll see when we get there all right i am i'm done rambling as you can tell this stuff is just putting a smile on my face i'm i'm giving it back to you what's your honorable mention awesome my honorable mention is quite a bit different than yours um but it did happen with my dad and that is surfs up um (laughs) (laughs) I have no recollection of what this movie is about, and <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure it's terrible, but I remember this is the very first movie I've ever seen that is was in a completely empty theater, and it was just me and my dad on, like, at probably noon on, like, a Sunday, just going and seeing Surf's Up, and, oh my god, there was, uh, like, a empty cup like four or five rows above us and I remember vividly us the entire time joking about how there was a ghost in the theater with us watching the movie sipping his sipping his Pepsi back there and it is one that I am never gonna forget see and that's what's great is if I asked you to name like five plot points I'm not sure you could tell me but absolutely the experience itself was special so glad you threw that in there awesome all right um Moving to my number 10, I'm keeping it MCU-related. 
Um, and I know you're going to hate me because, spoiler warning, this isn't the only uh, other MCU entry. But these movies, they're just events, man. They were events when we were in high school. So don't judge me. I am. First one, um, 2016, saw Captain America Civil War um, with, I think, a group of, I want to say 13 or 14 people. And Jesus. So that we saw this at NCG in Yorkville. For those listening, this theater, at the time in 2016, they had just opened... This was like a big deal because the other theater across town at the time sucked. So like having another theater around was a big deal. The only kicker was you couldn't reserve seats. You It was first come, first serve. And a big MCU project like this where, you know, Cap or Iron Man are supposed to die. You know, it's this big battle. Um, everyone's going to see it. We, we had our friends buy our tickets um it was me and my friend tom we had a broadcast journalism project like two towns over we had to record a rugby game and um to like record some b-roll or something and this was like maybe an hour maybe 45 minutes before the movie starts so we drive over get maybe you know five ten minutes of b-roll and just you know book it to ncg a couple towns back (laughs) make it as the movie's starting like we you know um opening scene we sit down and there's so many of us that my buddy dane legitimately sat in the row like he didn't have a seat he sat in the ro- like the the stairs oh wow yeah packed theater and just an awesome experience you know i can vividly remember spider-man's entrance i remember black panthers you know redemption arc or his like journey from vengeance to sympathy it just a lot mm-hmm. of great moments i but i think one thing that i'll never forget is we're walking out of the theater after a really emotional uh breakup between cap and stark and one of the girls in our group she was bawling her eyes out outside of the theater i swear i have a video of it somewhere it's buried deep in the archives but just a great experience that it was one of those first marvel movies that felt like an event to me and it will always be special nice and of course all i get after that um from steve the biggest mcu hater is nice yep uh Give me your ten. You you were saying that um, Captain America or Iron Man was going to die in that movie. Did did they? I I can't remember. Was, <laughs> did anybody die in that movie, or was it just kind of a kind of a filler? I think Bucky lost an arm. Oh my god! You know it's it's so funny. God help us. We're we're at Star Wars in 1977. Imagine if Civil War came out now. We all know that nothing's going to happen. But at the yeah. time, you know. It's a big deal. God. All right. Uh, my number 10 is, again, very different than that. It is Mr. Popper's Penguins. Two Penguin oh. movies on this list. Wow. Weirdly. Double whammy. Um, Good movie. Yeah. Uh, I, again, do not really remember it at all, but this was one of my best friend's birthday parties uh, when I think he was eight, and we got to the theater. Everybody was super excited. It's a Jim Carrey comedy, you know, and what do you think happens halfway through this movie? Mm, screenshots off 
tornado sirens start going off. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody in the theater is like, oh no, like, what do we do? Everybody's got kids there. So like the stakes are a little higher and we're just trying to figure out what's going on as a kid. I'd like, didn't fully understand it. Um, and basically it ended up just being me and all my friends playing tag in the movie theater for a solid like hour hour and a half while the movie was paused and then the tornado sirens shut off <laughs> they start the movie back oh up. my gosh we finish it out and we go home at like 11 o'clock it was <laughs> completely unforgettable and one of those experiences that I I will never ever forget. What an, talk about an event, dude! You just got. Yeah. Is it? Did you get home at eleven p.m.? Yeah, dude, that's big time as an eight-year-old. Or no, you were I you know. had been what six? Uh yeah, six or seven, I think. Dude, that's that's big time. Your parents are probably pissed off. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I remember. I remember the mom <laughs> who was in charge was just like frantically calling every parent <laughs> and being like, "Hey, it's a tornado warning. We're gonna be back late." I'm like praying that everything's okay. Blah blah blah. blah. And we were all just hanging around and playing tag. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Cool. Um, similar to your event, uh, not not the event and that chaos, but a movie. Uh, that I don't really remember. It's more so just a vibe check. And that would be a matinee screening of Disney's Frozen. Um, <laughs> dude, I keep coming... Real quick, how many how many of these on your list are Disney uh, products? You're, you're, you'll be embarrassed. I don't know. Let me, let me do a quick double check. Disgusting. Um, oh, no. We've got one, two... Three more. Jesus, dude. Half your list. So embarrassing. Half your list is Disney. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. Oh boy. All right. You you're you're ruining my moment, man. I sorry, sorry. I, I love this experience. So let me paint the picture. This was what year was this? Had to have been Yeah, it was twenty fourteen. I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I this was my first like serious girlfriend. And when I mean serious, I mean I'm dating her for more than like two, three months. You know, it's a big deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, how fitting. There was a a cold day. So school got canceled. And it, because it's freezing out, what yeah. perfect movie to go, go see with your girlfriend. <laughs> so oh. we drove to the theater or had to be dropped off at the theater because we were too young um, for a two o'clock show of frozen and i'm very sure that we were the only ones in the theater maybe two other people but of course awesome. in eighth grade i've got this girl that i think is just drop dead gorgeous next to me i'm not i don't want to mess it up so i think there was like some some subtle like hand holding at some point but nothing raunchy man i was really locked into disney's frozen i just remember being happy the whole time while i was watching i couldn't really give you a bunch of plot points i remember that's awesome yeah i just had a great time like the the jaw dropping twist that the prince is bad i remember that got me but i just had a good time with you know my girlfriend i went on like a serious movie date alone it was a big deal awesome yeah that's that's a great story yeah it it's always been in my top 10 experiences all of these years so i'm glad that it so cracks the list yeah um 
Number nine on my list is actually your first appearance on here, which is Halloween Ends. Oh, um, man, dude. Really? Yeah, this is a movie that what an when event. it happened, I could not laugh about because I was so incredibly upset with David Gordon Green and... I was very emotional about how terribly they concluded this trilogy, but looking back, it is such a fun time of everybody kind of like collectively realizing like, no way they actually fucked it up this bad again, right? Like, Dude, it was awesome. So I can kind of speak to this a little bit. It was like the entire theater had this journey as an audience. I'd say like the last 30 minutes, it became like a, a big joke to everyone everyone was laughing everyone was talking no one cared anymore because clearly they didn't when they were making it <laughs> yeah god no it was it, it's an unforgettable one i drove four hours up to milwaukee to see this with ty and i drove back the next day just defeated yeah and what you don't know actually is that the next day when i did drive back i listened to a ton of podcasts about it blah 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 blah, blah. But that was uh, the night that, like, I started talking to Morgan. No way. Yeah. Just <laughs> down on your luck. Like, I got to make this thing work with the girl or I'm going to miss yeah. me. <laughs> nice work. Very, very memorable weekend. Okay. A um, lot of great memories. Yeah, definitely uh, ended the weekend on a high note after the disaster. Definitely. Cool. Dude, that's that's a good pick. I, I don't have any movies that... I didn't like on this list. I should have considered that mm. for ne- for yeah. next time. For next time. Yeah, yeah. So you're definitely not gonna be proud of me. This is another Mickey Mouse movie, and in short, it's it's Avengers Endgame. I mean, how can this not Ugh. be on the list as an MCU fan? Um, it's kind of a no-brainer. But I will say that on this ticket. It says April 26th, 2019, which is not opening night. I did go opening night, but my second viewing was better. But before I dive into that second viewing, I want to paint the picture of just the event that was Avengers Endgame for like a year. Like, There was a point where Twitter was losing their mind over what the title was going to be. I remember mm-hmm. what shift I was on at the coffee shop, my sophomore year no freshman year of college when the trailer dropped i was at i was like opening up one of the stores and it was like 6 30 in the morning I'm like holy shit the avengers trailer dropped and i'm listening to tony stark give his monologue to pepper Potts through his mask um i remember the second trailer i was on vacation with my family the whatever it takes trailer i remember the one minute um trailer announcing that tickets were being dropped and everyone just flooded to like fandango and it crashed because everyone was trying to get their tickets to this movie just mm-hmm. it was just it will it will never happen again or if it does it's going to be another 30 years this was return of the jedi for us and i'm not saying that my first showing wasn't special it was but i was just so wired and antsy i just wanted to know what happened and i was with my boys and it was more of just like a job of getting through it. Like I would go to the bathroom like three or four times before the movie started because I didn't want to like have to pee during the three-hour movie. And I would go into the bathroom and I shit you not, I would 
I would piss with my ears plugged because I didn't want someone from the old show to spoil Jesus. it. Yeah, just embarrassing. But that's how much this movie meant to me at the time. So I see it with my boys opening night. And then the next night, I drive and see my, my girlfriend at the time. She was going to college 40 minutes away from me. I drove there. We got tickets for the second night. And she wasn't as big into Marvel. She liked the movies but wasn't in tune with everything marvel and how it connected so we sat mm-hmm. in the car in preparation sounds like a nice woman by the way yeah she, she's she's the best if she's listening she she's she's the best but we were sitting in the car before the movie like like 30 40 minutes before it started watching marvel clips like i remember vividly showing her the the clip of them in age of ultron trying to lift the hammer because i wanted her to appreciate captain america getting the getting the hammer in that moment (sighs) yeah um and just being next to her during the movie seeing all of her reactions the crowd second night was way more rowdy all the clapping and like emotions were more felt It, it somehow it was a better experience than opening night one that i won't forget i'm when I edit the video for this pod, I am going to just show me rolling my eyes over and over again instead of you passionately telling the story. I hope you know. Dude, it's so hard for me to like not smile because the whole time that I'm ranting, <laughs> I can see you in the back going. <laughs> yep. Just just Photoshop like the Mickey Mouse ears on me. Just this is clear oh, propaganda. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm all set on Endgame, man. I, I'm curious to hear your eight. Uh, yeah, my eight. I'm not sure if this appears on your list because I think it was a pretty special showing for you. But it is the worst person in the world. I had driven up to Chicago to see this with my sister, and um, there was no theaters showing this movie when it first came out um, near me. So I had to drive. I think it's about three and a half hours to Chicago. And I remember writing my movie review of it when I got back and saying that I would have driven 12. Dude. Um, a, I had been talking to a girl for a while before going to see this movie. And we kind of just realized that it was bad timing and it wasn't going to work out. And chapter five of the worst person in the world rolls around and it's entitled bad time. Oh, and God. oh God. I just melted. I'm, I'm like getting ready to cry. And I look over at my sister and she's just like grinning ear to ear. Like she's having the best time. Of her life. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. How, how is that possible? <laughs> but, um, just a fun one. I, I, I don't get to see a ton of movies with her. Um, she's 10 years older than me. So she's like, she was in college when I was, uh, like eight, um, I thought about putting, she took me to go see Divergent in, um, at Illinois Wesleyan when she was there. And I thought about putting that on this list, but it didn't make the cut. So I wanted to shout her out in some way. Cool. You know, you mentioned that you were surprised it wasn't on my list. It was in my 22 entries. It was on my honorable mentions. I wanted to talk about it. Um, I'll keep it brief because I do want to mention one thing, that it was your recommendation that got me in the theater. Oh, yeah. I had no idea it was a foreign movie. I sat down, saw it was in Norwegian. I'm like, ah, fuck me. I am not locked in for this. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. And anyone knows that 
up until seeing this movie, I am very protective of my top 10 list. It's It stays locked in for a very long time. Yeah, Ty hasn't enjoyed a movie in 10 plus Yeah, because oh, I'm miserable. But this movie managed to melt my heart. It was a, a movie that I wish I had come up with myself. I remember within 30 seconds of walking out of the theater, I went to my notes app. I put it at my number one spot or my... God, was it my number two spot? Either number one or number... No, it was, it was your number okay. one because you sent me a screen recording yes. of you doing yep. it. And I was just smiling ear yep. to ear. I called you. Like, I was emotional. I called Steve, like, um, like near tears, thanking him for recommending the movie. That's how special it was. Really cool moment. That was honestly probably one of the high, one of the high points of our friendship, I think. We need... You know what? That's that's a top ten list we need to make. Like, like different, like, key touch points or memories of our friendship episode one star wars rankings on snapchat stories episode two uh the the uncut gems nightmare dream <laughs> right. that's that that always comes back oh god um we will we will have we will have to touch up on that at some point um okay um moving on my my number seven this is the only non-superhero movie I have ever been to that had resounding, continuous applause uh, from an audience, and that's Get Out. I had such, and you know what? I have it out. the The ink is clearly fading, but I'll never forget this watch. I drove to. AMC Naperville because Steve, if you know, this was I was anti Kendall at this point. NCG hadn't really picked up steam at this point, I don't believe. So yeah, went to AMC because that's where Get Out was showing. It, it had ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it must be good. Um, either way, you know, say what you want of about Rotten Tomatoes, but it's a great watch. It's a near perfect movie. Jordan Peele. Maybe the most well-written movie of all time. Wow, that's a take. Top top 3 at least. It's re- it's really well-crafted and like you said really well-written. Uh Daniel Kaluuya easily becoming one of my favorite actors working today, but this was the first time I had seen him. So, mm. you know, that was exciting, but what made this experience so special was the the revenge story. You know, it was cool seeing a, a different take on the horror genre as a horror comedy. I really hadn't seen anything like it up to that point because I was still kind of growing into my my shell of being a, a film dork. I hadn't quite gotten there yet. And um, I remember, like, when Chris escapes the chair and just goes on this gauntlet of killing the family... Oh yeah. Just my theater is roaring, including me. I never clap. I never get excited in a theater. I was so fucking pumped to see him like like <laughs> knock the tea. Like I remember when he broke the the tea glass or teacup. Yeah. Let's fucking yeah. go. Kill that bitch. When when Rod pulls up to Yeah. Oh, well, okay, that's funny you mentioned that. So when that happened, when you see the red and blue lights, I, the whole theater went fuck thinking it was the cops and then the twist that it's rod and it's the tsa security car tsa (laughs) ts motherfucking a we handle shit we handle shit just all timer line 
it's it's weird going back have you do you know about the alternate ending they shot i do and i think it works a little bit better but uh i think that's a conversation for another yes i think they made the right choice because happy ending made me happy so (laughs) i'm nice yeah i had a good time and just wait until you see Candyman 2022 uh, dude is it worth it honest to god it is i think one of my favorite horror movies of the last 10 years Holy shit okay good to know and that's yaya right yeah yaya abdul mateen okay i mean directed by nia da costa i cannot wait to see what she does next because that is one of I I could make an argument that that tops Peel for most talented uh, directorial debut. Just need to see more of a body of work now to... Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, good to know. Well, that's all I had for seven. Just an absolute great time. Ready to hear yours. Yeah, seven is another one with you, actually, on my list. Uh, this is The Dark Knight. God, um, I'm the best. I... <laughs> Uh, I remember when the Dark Knight trailer came out, um, I was, when did this movie come out? 2008? So I was six. Yeah, 2008. And I just remember seeing the Joker bomb like a family, I think it was, in like a trailer or something. That's at least what I remember it as. And I was mortified. I was like, this is the scariest movie of all time. And then I also remember... Do you know of the poster and it's got Heath Ledger on it and it's like pretty whited out, but you can just see like the blood for his smile. Oh my God. That's why so serious. That poster scared the living shit out of me when I was a child too. And I really wanted to see the movie because it was Batman and Batman's always been my favorite superhero and my mom would not let me and I was so mad and it was kind of a moment of justice when NCG came out and showed it again during COVID or kind of the aftermath of COVID quarantine was not in effect anymore and texted Ty. We made it out to a seven o'clock showing. It was, I think just us and two other people in the theater. And it was just amazing seeing that action that I really grew up loving on the big screen. And to give you a little reference, my mom did not let me watch this movie for the longest time. It was not until I think I was 11 and I went and visited that um, older sister in Chicago again. And <laughs> she showed it to me on her like little tiny like 24-inch insignia <laughs> with a DVD player. <laughs> and I was just blown away by everything in that movie. And it was... Just every time I watch this movie, I feel like I remember it. Dude, those, you know, goofy TV experiences can be just as special. <laughs> I it, They really can. Know, I, I'll go down that rabbit hole another time, but your whole story about not being able to see The Dark Knight was similar to my Batman Begins and Slash. Oh, okay. I, you know, I'll tell the story properly. So it's 2005. I'm five years old. Revenge of the Sith. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, 2005, Batman Begins. This is my first PG-13 movie. My mom was like, oh, you know what? It's Batman. She's thinking, you know, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. They're just campy, dumb fun. Uh, Let's let's go have them watch Batman Begins. 
<laughs> Apparently, I shit my pants when Bruce falls down the well, and when the bats fly out, she <laughs> grabbed me by my shirt, and we walked out of the theater. Because of that, I wasn't allowed to see Revenge of the Sith in theaters. No and, way. And like, I would like peek through the cubby of like door three, and you can see Anakin and Obi Wan duking it out on Mustafar, and Dude. all my friends are talking about it at school. And I was sick to my stomach. I remember, like running to target and buying the dvd for 20 bucks it came with like a gold darth vader coin that i probably still have at the house <laughs> yeah it just awesome awesome memory the day that they re-release that in the theaters is the day that the movie industry stops dying real real <laughs> dude um did you i don't where did they do the return of the jedi screening anywhere near us uh, they did it a lot of places. Are you talking about like a uh, couple weeks yeah. ago? They did it a lot of places. I was not able to catch it. I did catch Empire Strikes Back at NCG though. Was that with you or no? No. no. Okay, that was just a solo mission then. But another unforgettable experience of watching my childhood come to life on the big screen. Gosh, yeah, maybe it would crack my top five Star Wars movies if I saw it on the big screen. <laughs> maybe impossible. Um. <laughs> uh with that said i uh i'm ready to give you my number six i mentioned it briefly um in terms of our friendship origin story and that would be uncut gems this is arguably the, the greatest movie to go see with your boys and i will break down that experience right after steve i think i want you to tell the story, if possible, of what I'm referring to. Yeah, so I remember Ty and I, how, how long did we know each other when this happened? Like a month, maybe? Yeah, like we knew of each other, but we were finally like like talking about movies for probably a month or so. Not long. Yeah, and um, I woke up one night and I had had a nightmare. And so I texted Ty and... <laughs> The nightmare was that Ty had made a movie and he was super excited to show me and he was like, all right, all right, here it is. Like, tell me what you think. And when I watched the movie, it was just Uncut Gems. <laughs> and so I was like, dude, why did you just make Uncut Gems? And then Ty just pulled out a gun and shot me in the head. <laughs> I, I can see Morgan laughing across the room right now at the story. To this day. It makes me crack up. I And he, when he's telling that story, it's not even like an exaggeration. The message he sent me was, you had a script to show me. And when I told you it was literally just uncut gems, you shot me. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um, okay. With that in mind, um, I love this movie. Uh, with good reason. You know, it's... It wasn't anything special. I, I had a great time, but it wouldn't have been as special if I didn't go and roll like six, seven deep with my high school buddies. We we packed a full row at Kendall and we're just hooting and hollering the whole time, you know, just laughing at Adam Sandler's like gambling degeneracy, you know, loving the Kevin Garnett scenes and then uh, don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Um but holy what what's the right one hit wonder from julia fox um no. yeah total 
movie for the boys moment with Julia Fox. I thought you were going to say from Adam Sandler. No, come on. Come on. He's got more in the tank than that. He's made one good movie, and it's Happy Gilmore. I fucking... That's in my top ten sports movies of all time. It's <laughs> a good take. All right. Dude, sweet. Something to agree on. But no, dude, I mean, I just... Again, this is one of those where I'm not sure I could like lay out the movie and its plot in its entirety. Obviously, the moment Sandler gets killed is like a big deal, and I remember that just leaving us stunned. But I more so just remember the laughing, my my friends like, down the hall, like down the aisle barking at Julia Fox. It was it was just a rowdy theater experience. I won't forget. Jesus. It was a good one. Yeah, I remember uh, booting up that movie on Netflix. I did not see it in theaters. Okay. And it's just saying, oh, sweet, Adam Sandler's prostate. And it's just everything I've always wanted yeah, to um, see. Yeah, really, really nice. Um, my number six is another very funny experience. It's Scream 5. I, wow. So this came out, I think, when I was still... Um, I, I don't know. I was at home for some reason, and none of my friends wanted to see it. None of my friends had seen one, two, three, or four, and I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna do this alone." You know what? Screw it. And uh, as I'm walking out the door, my mom says, "Hey, where are you going?" And I'm like, "I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going to go see Scream 5. And my mom is notably like very against horror movies. Like she she always says that they are terrible for me and blah 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 blah. And she's like, "Yeah, I'll tag along." And um, I counted. She jumped nineteen times during this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is it is one of the best horror movie watches I've ever had. Just because it's hard to get somebody like that to a theater to watch a good scary movie and i also just loved everything they did with uh bringing it back and i I think that the reboot really honored what scream was all about um i loved that they were able to find a way to put a four west banner up i thought that was awesome um just generally a very amazing watch experience is it the best legacy sequel ever I would okay. Just I think Top Gun Maverick is now in that discussion, but at the Shut point up. of it coming out, I think it could be. Uh, yes, I think it is. You still haven't seen Maverick, have you? Nope. That's so ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go watch. Go watch some Penguin movie or something. <laughs> All right. You want your number five? I don't know, man. I think you're gonna get a little upset with me. Oh God! Is it? Marvel? Close. It's Disney. Um it is the only Star Wars movie on here because I mentioned I wasn't able to see Revenge of the Sith in theaters. My first Star Wars theater experience was with The Force Awakens. Oh wow. That's a, okay, real quick. That is a good take. My number 5 is also Star Wars though. Ooh, so go ahead. Okay, cool. We're we're in alignment. But yeah, let me just paint the picture with this one. I at the time, I was a a follower of the trends that is Star Wars fandom. The prequels were hated. The originals were beloved. I swear to God, this is this is all factual. And you know me now. I'm all over the place with what I 
do and don't like with Star Wars. Yeah. But at the time, doesn't make any I know, sense. I know, dude. Don't, don't listen to me. But at the time, people were out on the prequels for the most part, and that's what these sequels were coming in to do. They were like going to revitalize the franchise and bring us back to the good old days. And I was just super pumped to go see this movie. I was so antsy. I had plans to see it on Christmas with my family. But I, at 2.33 in the morning, because that's what high schoolers do. They stay up watching YouTube all night. (laughs) I came across a theory video that Luke Skywalker was Kylo Ren. And it mapped out. (laughs) Dude, I swear, this is a true story. This is a 35-minute analysis theory video breaking down how Mark Hamill had interest turning to the dark side in the Return of the Jedi movie, but didn't get his chance. You know, maybe in the sequels, this could be it. You know, they're showing Adam Driver as Kylo Ren in the marketing, but there's no face reveal in the trailers. Maybe it is him. Um, And I remember, I'm like, I I cannot wait till Christmas. I I need to see this movie now. What if he's Kylo Ren, bro? Text my buddy Eric at the time. We're like, we are going tomorrow. We went to a 12. I, I have the ticket. Let me see. A 12.05 showing. The matinee screening of The Force Awakens on 12.23. <laughs> my family was so pissed off. Jesus. Like, dude, we're seeing this in two days. Like, I scurried yeah. out. I remember the opening scene where Kylo Ren is talking about, you know, the map to Skywalker. We know, we know you found it. And maybe he's trying to find the map because he's Luke. And then, of course, it gets revealed he's Adam Driver. I didn't care nonetheless. I had an awesome time with this movie. It hasn't aged that great because of what follows. But at the time, I I had, no pun intended, I had a blast with this movie. Everything about (laughs) it. I remember the Lucasfilm logo popping up and just smiling ear to ear. Like, man, I finally get to see one of these in theaters really cool experience i okay so i can't believe that my number five is not on your list over the force awakens um this is my most watched movie of all time i went and saw this eight times in theaters and it is rogue one oh wow you know it okay this is funny i'm gonna answer this question you're not gonna like the answer when -hmm. this movie came out i was like ingrained in the formula that is star wars and i just couldn't get behind it being different i feel like i guarantee if i rewatched it right now i still haven't seen it since that theater experience it would be top two yeah love it yeah i know it i know it i know it um i i just remember there were a lot of moments that were frustrating because there was a lot of cool stuff in the trailer that didn't end yeah, up in the movie that's right. uh, for one reason or another. And I was frustrated the entire time. Uh, my sister turned to me and said, they're building another Death Star. Haven't they done this like five <laughs> times? And I was like, this takes place between three and four. This is the first one, I swear. And um, I just vividly remember the tone shift of everybody in the theater when... Uh, first off Scarif blows up and you see all these characters that you do come to love um, even though you're you know they they have to die Um, and you see Scarif blow up and it's 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 a pretty heartbreaking moment and then we flash to the rebels on the ship 
and yeah. you could hear a pin drop in this theater. And then as soon as you hear, everybody just let out like a, and then the red lightsaber illuminates the hallway and everybody's just like, oh my God. And that is the most powerful Darth Vader we've ever seen uh, to this day. And I'm getting chills just thinking about it. That has to be the best Star Wars scene of all time. I think so. It's at least if up not, there. If not, then yeah, it's it's that or burying the dead. That's definitely in that list too. I, I think I've got a Return of the Jedi moment in there as well. But I mean, just all timer, dude. Dude, what about uh, the Padres? <laughs> How about Canto Bite from Last Jedi? Oh, you're so yeah. right. All right, what's your number four? This one I think you're gonna like, man, and I expect it. I haven't seen your list. I expect it to be on your list, and that'd be everything, everywhere, all at once. It is on yeah, my list. I would be upset if it wasn't. This is about as special as an experience can get. I went to this movie, I believe, again, off of your recommendation. I saw it on a random Wednesday night, like 6 o'clock, got the ticket. This one's actually pretty, but... uh I went to nice. the Oriental Theater downtown Milwaukee. It wasn't showing at Marcus Theaters at the time because it still was just limited screens. So I went to a downtown historic theater, really cool atmosphere. And I sat in the back left corner. This is one of the first movies I saw alone. So I was still afraid to be seen alone at a theater. I <laughs> I dressed up, man. Like I had like my black trench coat on. Like I, I wanted to look presentable. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the back left corner of this movie and for about an hour and a half, I'm just having a really good time. It's, you know, 90 minutes of multiverse madness. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, okay, this is probably like a three and a half out of five. I'm having a really good time, but I don't get why everyone is just raving about this thing. And then yeah. two rocks are speaking in subtitles <laughs> and I have that holy shit moment here we go and from that point till the credits roll at the end it is arguably one of if not the best at least my favorite final acts in a movie i caught myself crying at multiple moments it thawed my heart in a way that i it honestly froze years of of ice that i had put on my heart just beautiful story beautiful themes just kick-ass ending i it just it it's one of those movies in a non-sigma way changed me it it (laughs) it made me feel something i like the clarification i needed to i needed to state that um I'm, i'm gonna go ahead and jump into my experience here this is my number two movie on my list and i i remember I I was in town for a couple of days home from Wesleyan and I was like, yeah, mom, like uh, there's this movie out. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. And she's like, oh, and she asks my dad if he wants to go. And he's like, no, it sounds stupid. And so uh, (laughs) my mom and I are like, all right, let's let's go. Um, So we head out to the theater. We get in there and I'm, I'm pretty much the same way as you. But the moment it really hit me was uh, when Joy is trying to go into the donut and I am just bawling, like audibly sobbing. And I (laughs) 
go to lean up and I realize that I'm crying so hard that I'm sweating and sticking to the oh. seat. <laughs> and <laughs> so I'm like, oh God, like my mom's got to be eating this up. I look over fast asleep. No, you're kidding. <laughs> and I'm just crushed. I'm like, there's, <laughs> I like, I give her a shove, and I'm like, there's no way you're asleep right now. What the fuck is wrong with Wake you? the fuck up. I'm crying. <laughs> Feel something. And she wakes up, and she gets to see the, uh, the you could be anywhere doing anything, so why are you here with me? Which is still one of my favorite quotes of all time. And um, I just continued to sob, and it was so bad that we could not go back through the lobby. I had to go out the side door of the theater and uh, take the long walk around uh, to get to my car. And after this, I don't actually think I've told you this story. I was just telling Morgan about it the other day, though. We went to Dairy Queen to get some ice cream to hopefully lift my spirits a little bit. And when we're there, I'm like, all right, yeah, like, can I get some soft pretzels, too? I get soft pretzels, and they come with a little cheese cup with with uh, the the Dairy Queen zesty queso. And when I go to open it up, I'm still so shaken up that my hands are really unsteady, and I throw it, and it goes all over my car. <laughs> Just complete, completely rattled. It has stained my center console and is a constant reminder of that day. Um, but jeez, man, this is this is an experience that's hard to top. Uh, I'm getting teary just thinking about it because it's it was such an impactful watch for me. Um, yeah, so I went out of turn. If you want to take your number three, and I can circle back to number four, or do you want me to just go into my number four? Yeah, dial in. Uh, let's let's hear your four. Uh, so my number four is John Wick three. Oh. Uh, when we did our John Wick podcast, I talked about uh, how it was kind of a bittersweet watch because I didn't get to go see it with my boy. This one, the night before we had watched number one and number two, I had seen them before he had not, and he was hooked. He was all in. And I remember heading to the theater. I was super anxious because I was still 16 and uh, I just pre-ordered the tickets online and I was super worried that they weren't going to let me in or that they were going to card me and just be like, oh, sorry, like we'll give you a refund, but you can't get in. That happened to me at It Chapter 2. And this was opening night in the nice theater at the AMC. Do you know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about? The like big Sony mm-hmm. one. And I remember getting in there and John Wick is punching the book into Boba and Bogdanovich's <laughs> mouth. I had to turn away from that <laughs> scene, funny enough. Every every time he hits it, it is shaking the seats. And I look over at Boone and we're just grinning ear to ear. We cannot stop smiling for the entire movie and it is truly an unforgettable one. Yeah, I I I think that's an honorable mention for me. I think it was in my list of 22. I know yeah. that we don't agree, but this is my favorite John Wick and because of how special and how just fucking metal this theater experience was. It's it's a close second. Okay. For me. I mean, they're all bangers, but Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Cool. All right. You uh you done breaking down your John Wick story? Yeah, you're you're good to go with your number Sweet. three. Sweet. 
This one is quite the throwback. Even further than Frozen. And it makes me so happy this this ink hasn't faded. 2012, July 20th, <laughs> for $5. It makes me so happy looking at all the old prices. I saw Dark Knight Rises, my two best friends. Man, this just special. There's just no other way to put it. Special. Yeah. I remember every single teaser trailer. I remember seeing bane holding the cracked mask and thinking holy shit batman's gonna lose like how is this possible and i just remember the drive there with my two buddies um one of their moms are driving us there and this is at amc so it's like a 20 minute drive there's a lot of anticipation building up for this movie it's the conclusion to the greatest batman trilogy that i barely remember at, at this time yeah right I just have so many goosebump moments that I can I can vividly I just remember the whole movie. I remember the opening scene with the plane and the just the overwhelming Hans Zimmer score like shaking me to my core. The goosebumps when you see Bruce Wayne all disheveled and and old and crusty, you know, immediately falling in love with Anne Hathaway as a 12-year-old. Uh <laughs> finally learning like what adult emotion looks like when michael kane and christian bale alfred and batman are having their heart-to-heart moments and alfred's trying to i have a dream sir that one day i'll be in a parisian cafe and i'll look up and i'll see you <laughs> there's nothing out there for me alfred like yeah. even as a 12 year old these scenes are just hitting different i mm-hmm. even like I, going back now i remember at the time just the presence that Hardy brought as Bane. Like, he just looked like this this hulking presence. Like, when they, they bring Gordon down into the tunnel and... It's, why are you here? I just remember being so spooked out by he, like him just, like, choking some guy as he's got him held up and... I desperately wanted a Bane mask uh, during oh. COVID. That was like the first thing that popped into my head is just walking around. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. So good, dude. And I know everyone shits on the scene. I, like, I'm like i I'm getting goosebumps even just like replaying <laughs> it in my head when when Batman it. returns to Gotham and, and Batman's beating the shit out of guys in the streets. Bane's beating shit. Yep. And they meet each other in the middle. And it's, it's so you came back to die with your city. No, <laughs> I came back to stop you. I I like remember. It's a great pale voice. <laughs> thank you. I remember the chills that I got in that. Like I can see myself in the theater. That's why I keep coming back to this experience. Just I think top to bottom. I remember the whole movie. That yeah. never happens. Just a great watch and i saw it 11 years ago special and for the record this is my favorite batman movie i know that you know that but for the audience yeah favorite batman movie mask of the phantasm for me very good take nice um all right my number three was uh another one that just this is just kind of exposing the bloomington theaters for not ever showing anything um because this one i had to drive up to urbana um and i went and saw titan i heard it won the palm door and i was like all right you know what it's like this has got to be good 
And I look up the premise, and it's just like a serial killer has sex with car and <laughs> has a child. And I'm like, okay. And so I, t- <laughs> I convinced two of my boys to go. Um, one from Illinois State, which is just down the street, and then uh, from Wesleyan, and then another from U of I. So I'm rounding up the troops, and we get in there, and all the trailers are in foreign languages. And uh, one of my friends whispers to me, he's like, is this is this in English? And I'm like, no, <laughs> this isn't gotcha. French. I'm sorry, dude. And he's like, fuck, come on, man. And I'm like, yeah, my bad. Little did they know <laughs> yeah, that's... that in the next 15 minutes, I did not tell them the premise of this movie Oh my at God, that's, uh, just, that's rude. I'm just evil. And so 15 minutes in, they just see this car just bouncing on its front wheels. And they're like, what's happening? And then it flashes inside to um, <laughs> the main character basically like bondaged up with seatbelts. <laughs> Oh, and just you realize, oh, my God, she's actually having sex with this car. Not the only car she has sex with in the film, by the way. She takes a fire truck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What? It's a wild movie. Wild, wild movie. But um, generally or genuinely one of the most uncomfy experiences I've ever had watching a movie. I remember walking in and the theater is just full of like all the people who look like they're like dressing up to make fun of indie kids you know oh, lord <laughs> and i'm like oh this is my people <laughs> i get in there i sit down we're all having a good time and we get out and <laughs> my my buddy cast is just like i'm never talking to you again dude i'm like oh come on <laughs> wow i mean i don't blame him you're an asshole <laughs> Have you seen this movie? Of course no? not. I'm not. I, 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 oh, you gotta I, watch it. It's it's actually it turns out to be a rather wholesome uh, movie about kind of finding a family when you don't really like the one you have. Uh, it's it's worthy of the Palm d'Or. How adorable! Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Um, and you just kind of have to get through all the scenes of. <laughs> Her, like, sucking in her pregnant stomach and taping it down to make sure that she looks like a boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I I would throw up. Did, did people did people throw up seeing this movie? They had to have. I'm sure there were. Uh, at, at the at cons, I think they said, like, two people passed out and a few threw up. Yeah, I mean, that's not crazy. Christ, dude. All right, and then my number two is Everything Everywhere, so you want to take it away with yours? I can. This one's super special for me. I don't think you love it as much as I do, but this experience is has a case to be my number one. The ink is completely wow. worn off here, but you can't even see. It's literally just a blank piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely make it out. It's um, January 29, I'm guessing. This movie came out 2017. But I saw it at the big screen at NCG, and that was split. Awesome. Um, to paint the picture, I did not really like the visit, and I know people oh, did. Dude, that's such a good nah, one. It's it's not that good. It's not that good. Whatever. I just like this was the M Night Shyamalan coming out party for me. I was super pumped for this movie. McAvoy heat check. Who's this Anya Taylor Joy chick? 
Um, <laughs> it was, dude, an awesome M Night movie. I had a blast the whole time. You know, I was going through it two hours. You know, edge of my seat, just run of the mill. You know, good horror movie. I, you know, trying to put it in letterbox terms, like I'm probably giving it a four out of five at this point. Just like as the movie's wrapping up, I had a great time. But the last five minutes, the theme song from Unbreakable cues in. Oh, God, I forgot And I'm thinking there's no way, right? There's just seriously, there's literally zero way they're going to do this. And then they cut to a diner and they pan all the way down the booth. And there he sits, David Dunn, played by Bruce Willis. I literally went (gasps) (laughs) and of course my friends that are with me they hadn't seen unbreakable they're not like they're not goobers am i missing something here yeah and he like teases that mr glass um is in this universe Mm -hmm. like it was just building building up that this was actually a not just a horror movie but a, a villain origin story to the David Dunn character and it brought yeah. all this anticipation for a potential sequel where these two are going to face off and I just dude it just puts a smile on my face thinking about this memory I remember the credits rolling after this I'm like how did they keep this a secret like I remember rolling to YouTube and Chris Stuckman who is the <laughs> biggest M. Night guy like his spoiler review he's like I've been dying to tell you guys this I I saw this movie like four months ago I can finally do this and he moved like he's got his like display case showing a movie and he replaces yeah. the movie with Unbreakable and, they, and then he awesome. goes down like just this huge tan like it was a moment man I god great great experience do you know why I have a vendetta against this movie? Um, is this like a serious take? Because no, not okay, really. Uh, it it just soiled my watch experience. So I went with uh, it was, uh, I went with my buddy's dad and like two of my friends. because okay. um, we still weren't old enough to drive, right? And we get to AMC Naperville and it's sold out, and we're like, damn, like. I was really looking forward to this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, Rogue One's showing. You can go see it for a ninth time. <laughs> <laughs> and so the the dad's like, yeah, all right, let's take four to Rogue One. And I'm like, yes, let's go. This is the best day ever. No way I'm getting all my buddies to watch Rogue One with me. And we get in there, and Rogue One was in was to the left, and the the guy turns right. And I'm like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, we're going to see Split. Uh, there's no way that everybody showed up to this movie. So, <laughs> and I'm, oh, I'm just crushed. You poor like the entire time just wanting to see Rogue One again. So it was okay. Oh, dude. I, that, that stings. I mean, I get it. I mean, who wouldn't want to see Darth Vader rip up some Rebels for the ninth time? Exactly. Man, I just, uh, this one, again, this is one of those where I can... I can picture the theater screen right now. I can picture Dane to my right. I can picture List to my left. Just one of the, like, yeah. All timer. All timer. Great experience. All right. Can I go first for my I'm number one? I'm dying to hear it. My number one is the movie that brought people back to theaters after mm, COVID. Yep. I pre ordered tickets to this the day that I was able to. 
and uh, that is Tenet. I I'm I'm gonna walk you through a little bit of my day. So I'm still online at Wesleyan, completely completely online, and I wake up and I'm like, finally, it's Tenet day. <laughs> so I go to Dunkin' Donuts, listen to the plan by Travis Scott on repeat the entire way there, and I'm like, all right, I'm fucking locked in. I can't wait to see this movie. Get back, go to Econ. <laughs> And the entire time the professor's talking, I'm just rewatching the trailer over and over again. I'm like, come on, like, can it just please be seven o'clock? Finally gets to be seven. And it's that same Sony theater that is just booming loud. And I walk in there and I'm like, all right, let's fucking do this. I'm with one of my best friends at the time. He was also online for school and we're sitting there and I'm just jaw on the floor the entire way from the... That is, I think, the best movie opening of all time with Rainy Night in Tulane. Yeah, that, um, I completely agree. I remember in that moment. I'm completely lost. I'm like, why can't I hear any of the characters talking? It doesn't matter. I'm in. <laughs> and um, I remember vividly the moment where uh, Robert Pattinson says, for me, this is the end of Beautiful Friendship. And I was just like, wait, what? And I'm so confused. And the next morning, I went at, I went to a 10 a.m. showing at NCG that Friday. And I was just locked in, dude. This is... I, I remember just being like, it has been far too long since I've been in a theater and seen something this amazing. Yeah, wow. I mean, talk about a way to bring back theaters and who else to do it but Chris Nolan, right? Yeah. Yeah, just a vibe check, this movie for me. Don't try and understand it. Just feel it, and you'll have a great time. This is my favorite airplane movie right now. Do you know why? Really? Take... Why? Because I can watch it in subtitles for free. Oh, God, you're the worst. <laughs> I, I have made, I think, eight of my friends watch this movie, and I have insisted that they do not put on subtitles because of Christopher Nolan's creative vision. Oh, man. Sean Fennessy would just eat you alive with this take yeah, but sure. it just it makes me smile that you can map out the classes you probably know what you ate that day it's it was it was tenant oh, yeah. day bro i mean it was tenant yeah. day cool very cool i have a similar memorable experience with my number one i already know what this is gonna you be you better know it's it's our ge- number five disney it's our generation's empire strikes back opening night of avengers infinity war this movie man it's <laughs> i can't <laughs> you want to just uh do the outro and i can just <laughs> cut this yeah alley. sure let's let's just save some time i just such a special experience i i can vividly remember my heart like pounding during the battle of wakanda i remember just grinning ear to ear when cap like catches the spear and reveals himself i remember our theater audibly as a collective unit gasping when tony stark got stabbed i like gosh every scene in this movie the theater had something of a, a special reaction but the best reaction of them all and this is why it's number one for as rowdy and as excited as the audience audience was the entire movie, the moment Thanos snaps his fingers 
to the time the movie, like the, the credits start, you could hear a pin drop. This loud ass theater for two hours finally went silent. You could not hear a single thing. And you usually know, like when the credits roll for a Marvel movie, yes, everyone's still sitting, but everyone's talking. You know, they're not interested in what's on the screen. No one said a fucking word. Everyone was just stunned that the Avengers had finally lost. Don't make a comment. I'm really enjoying myself talking about this. I, you, oh my God, it was just so special, man. Like everyone was crushed. It was that Darth Vader twist. And I, Jeez, I feel so bad for everyone. I'm so glad everybody came back just fine. Well, at the time, it was a big deal. Even Gamora. <laughs> hey, that has nothing to do with this movie. The, the day the earth stood still, the day Marvel fans stood still, it was special. I saw this movie like five, six times in theaters, and the same reaction every single time from the audience. You're, you're just a hater. It's literally Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. Well, way to, way to ruin my number one. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean no, to. No, no, don't worry about it, please. Uh, I, I, I remember the first time I watched Infinity War. It was on Netflix about three <laughs> years after it came, back, it came out. And I was like, damn, this is what people were excited about. And I sat there and I was like, I wonder if, like anybody got sick of all the green screen like i wonder if somebody at some point was like yeah maybe let's just do this one thing let's just do this one thing without special effects uh, i don't know you and i obviously disagree a lot on this movie dude but, uh, i do think it is upper level marvel um but it's just i don't know i was out by then i was tired of everything and the fatigue hit me early. What is your favorite Marvel movie? Or MCU movie? That's a good question. Uh, hmm. I actually think it's Captain America 1. I like that take a lot, actually. You don't hear that a lot. I, I remember just being wowed like in the theater because I was still young enough to appreciate the movies. Uh, don't get me started on the Marvel adults. Um, <laughs> and... I, I, I just remember being like, oh, my God, like, this guy's sick. He's got a shield. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Red Skull is scary. I was, like, at the point in my life where I just learned about World War II, so I was like, yeah, fuck the Nazis, you know? <laughs> I just remember. Uh, I saw this in theaters, but I, obviously the MCU was fresh, but I wasn't in tune with what was going on, and I wasn't a part of the yeah. nerf, like the fandom. So mm -hmm. when he appears 70 years later in the future, I remember thinking, like, this is really stupid. Why, why did they do that? But obviously, yeah. it's now regarded as one of the better MCU endings. But yeah, yeah, I had a really good time with that one. Obviously, Infinity War is my number one, but um, I think it's a good take. Yeah, I think that uh, for me, Marvel, I, I just grew out of really fast. Like, I needed... If I was... 10 when infinity war came out i'm sure it'd be number one on my list too like it, it's just uh i don't know it got a little too i, I just yeah you up. were ahead of the curve you beat me to the punch i mean i'm i'm here with you now but like reliving yeah. all these moments still put a smile on my face but now seeing a marvel movie just it it doesn't hit like it used to 
All right. Uh, this is a long one, so I think we got to wrap it up. Uh, but this is this is what going to the movies is all about. It's about uh, having having these experiences that we we'll, we never forget. Um, cringy as Nicole Kidman's AMC intro is, there's a little bit of truth in it. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's something unlike any other feeling of just sharing kind of this experience of watching something some piece of art unfold with a group of people that you will never know and never see again um this was a really fun pod to make and uh it was it was really fun to just relive all these experiences and we'll catch you guys next week on the next episode of the blast Podcast. remember movies can be more all right see you around movies can be more